Los Straight Jackets with the song DePinto Twist. D-I-P-I-N-T-O Twist. Who knows? Maybe it does refer to DePinto from 1972 or 3. Famous for not having much power, but it's a pretty reliable car, though. Good evening, Davis, California, or afternoon. <laughs> I won't start that again. All right, this is Live Tracks on 95.7 KDRT, Low Power FM for Davis, California. My name is Jim. I'll be your host again tonight and pretty much every Thursday, unless I'm not here. You might find me down at the hall or in the emergency room for some local hospital. But that hasn't happened in a while, right? Right. Jukeboxes. Okay, so for people of a certain age, you may not have hardly even seen a jukebox. But you might have heard of them. And so tonight I am going to be going over the history of jukeboxes. And while I'm at it, I'm going to be playing jukebox type material. Jukeboxes were cool because they had all kinds of music on them. And they've been around for so long that the music that was popular back in the 20s or the 30s may have been jazz or classical. And then uh, I think probably most people that think of jukeboxes think of the 50s as being the major era, and I suppose as far as popularity and market penetration, things like that, that probably is correct. But we'll go into all of that, and you get to hear that history and more while I play all kinds of cool, groovy music. Some of it from the jukebox era, and some of it maybe from around town, where it fits the jukebox style. This is Live Tracks, KDRT in Davis. Let's go. Pretend you have a jukebox for the next two hours. Peace. Oh, you... Said you were better old man. 
up in a truck while I get it all dirty. I never wash it up, oh boy. What next? Well, I park in the driveway, give that sucker rest. If I had a company truck, I'd stack a real high with a bunch of stuff, oh boy. What next? Well, I'd park it in the driveway, give that sucker rest. Company truck of bottom dwellers. And before that, Joe Craven on vocals there and mandolin. The song that he wrote. And I've got two names for it, so we'll try them both. One of them's got to work. Swing 3942, Swing 39, Swing, or Jangology. I think I've almost seen it written both ways, probably by me. And started out, You're the One for Me, Bonanza King. Absolutely, Kari King there on vocals. What a great set of music there. And that's the kind of thing you might have heard if you were listening on a jukebox. And they still had them these days. A jukebox is a partially automated music-playing device, and it's usually coin-operated, and it plays selections from self-contained media at first records, and then they did last long enough to start being using CDs. The classic jukebox had buttons with letters and numbers that patrons to restaurants, diners, and bars pushed in combination to choose and play a specific selection. And the price went up on it over time. And although jukeboxes in one form or another have been around since Thomas Edison exhibited one of his phonographs with a coin slot in San Francisco in 1889... Coin-operated music boxes and player pianos were the first form of automated coin-operated musical devices. That's right. They used to actually have like a, a big machine and it might have a player piano that would work or some other kind of weird instrument. Who knows what it would be? An organ, a calliope, who knows? And these instruments read paper rolls or metal discs or metal cylinders. And they'd play the musical selection that was there, and it would play through whatever instrument was in there. So electric amplification, things like that, that was to come later. Can you imagine? In the 1890s, new machines used actual recordings instead of a physical instrument William S. Arnold invented the nickel in the slot phonograph, and the listener heard the music through one of four listening tubes. 
We'll leave it there for now. So there's the early days of jukeboxes. Never seen one of those. I don't know if I've seen a picture of any of those. Let's get back to the music, though. Let's see what uh, patrons have selected for the next song. Oh, yes. This one's a little silly, but it's quite ingenious. You're going to hear Biscuits and Honey. like their jam on toast. Like a communion wafer of the Holy Ghost. But I know what I like most. I, I like, like biscuits and honey. Well, everybody loves that sweet cornbread. If you molasses, it'll go to your head. You all heard what I already said. I like biscuits and honey. It only needs a little dough to rise to any occasion. And if you get them hot, you know, they'll always turn out flaky like me. Macchiato, but hold that phone. You guys are totally making me groan. I like biscuits and honey. It only needs a little dough to rise to any occasion. And if you get them hot, you know they'll always turn out flaky. Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart. Got lost in the game. Ooh, baby, baby. You know, friends, I've traveled the whole world to exotic places that flood the senses with sounds and sights and smells. Africa, the Far East, Dixon, Dixon, California. And of all the delectable delights that have been arrayed before me, one stands above all the others. 
born in a bowl, molded into soft round forms, heated in an oven, rising above all others. It is the summit of sweets. It is the pinnacle of pastry. It is the crown of confections. The king of all that can be consumed. The noblest nosh nameable. First among all the fine foods of the gods. It is it's it's the most magical, mouth-watering, munchy imaginable. I like biscuits, I like biscuits and honey. Kurt Rockley.
There's a man in the funny papers we all know, Alley-oop. He lived way back a long time ago, Alley-oop. He don't eat nothing but beer cat stew, Alley-oop. Well, this cat's name is a Alley-oop, Alley-oop. Alley-oop, he's the toughest cat there is alive. Alley-oop, wears clothes from a wild cat's hive. Alley-oop, he's the king of the jungle jive. Look at that caveman go. Rides through the jungle, tearing limbs off of trees. Alley-oop. Knocking great big monsters dead on their knees. Alley-oop. Well, the cats don't bug them, cause they know better. Cause he's a mean motor scooter and a bad go-getter Alley-oop Alley-oop, he's the toughest cat there is alive Alley-oop, wears clothes from a wild cat's hive Alley-oop, he's the king of the jungle job Look at that caveman go Chauffeur, that's a genuine dinosaur, Alley-oop. He can knuckle your head before you count to four, Alley-oop. He's got a big ugly club and a head full of hair, Alley-oop. Just like great big lions and grizzly bears, Alley-oop. Alley-oop, he's the toughest cat there is alive, Alley-oop. KDRT in Davis. I like biscuits and honey. Indeed. Started out that set of music there. Biscuits and Honey, the name of the group. With the song Biscuits and Honey. 
that they composed their own selves. That'd make a great addition to any jukebox. Wildcat Willie, the Cups. Kathy Elsey. And Tracy Walton and Chris Edwards and Tom Phillips was the one playing that beautiful guitar. And followed up with Allie Oop, who was a cartoon character way back when. Armstrong, Bob Armstrong and Keith Carey down at the hall one evening. Thrilling us all with that. So there's a good selection of music starting out tonight's show. And we're only half an hour in, more or less. What have you learned? How about, did you know... Early designs of jukeboxes, upon receiving a coin, unlocked a mechanism. And that allowed the listener to turn a crank, which wound the spring motor, and placed the stylus in the starting groove. And there might have only been one record in there. So, I mean, you know, there you go. Some machines contained carousels and other mechanisms for playing multiple records. In 1918, Hobart C. Nyblack. He patented an apparatus that automatically changed records, leading to one of the first selective jukeboxes being introduced in 1927 by the Automated Musical Instrument Company, later known as AMI. A little closer to home, the California Agricultural Museum in Woodland is home to a unique collection of farm equipment, including the historic Heydrich Tractor Collection. Now, they have rotating exhibits that showcase California's cultural heritage and a kid zone, which offers cornhole and a fleet of pedal tractors. For more information, including visiting hours, support opportunities, and facility rentals. You visit californiaagmuseum.org. So if you had a function, get-together, and you wanted to rent the facility, you could sit in amongst the tractors for ambiance. It could be pretty cool, actually. Talk about mechanical machines. Yeah, let's talk about mechanical machines later.
I was taking a bath Long about a Saturday night Yeah A rub-a-dub Just relaxing in the tub Thinking everything was alright Well, I stepped out the tub Put my feet on the floor I wrapped the towel around me And I opened the door And in a splish-splash I jumped back in the bath Well, I was out and know There was a party going on There was a splishing and a splash Thrilling with the feeling Moving and a grooving Rocking and Shoes on, yeah. I was a rolling and a stolen, reeling with the feel, moving and a groove, splishing and a splashing. Hey, yeah. Yes, I was a splishing and a splashing. I was a rolling and a strolling. Yeah, I was a moving and a Boogaloo. 
blue. I like to listen to rock and roll, honey. I like a two-step too. Yeah, I like a two-step too. Whatever you wanna do. I know a funky little juke joint. Well, we, we can listen to some low-down blues. Now, I like to have a good time. And honey, I know you do. I like to listen to rock and roll. But I like a two-step too. Delbert McClinton, off of a fairly recent release of his Two Step Two. Delbert McClinton, musician with extended history and past and things like that. So nice to see him still out there in the trenches producing that music. Started out with I'm the One According to Bazooka. There's a couple. Richard Urbino, boy, he's been playing around Davis, California since the 70s, if I recall that correctly. Splish Splash, Bobby Darren, big hit back in the early 60s, I'm thinking, late 50s. You can just imagine hearing some of these songs being played over a jukebox in a diner someplace. When I was driving through the Deep South years and years ago, I spent a lot of time on some back roads, and waffle houses were everywhere. You could see their signs sticking up above the trees. So even if you weren't on the road that led directly to it, you could kind of work your way around over there. And They were always open, 24 hours a day. So a waffle house at 3 in the morning somewhere in Alabama, I'm telling you, that is a real-life experience. <laughs> All right, KDRT in Davis, California. I think it is time for This Day in Beatles History. 
1961, they were at the Aintree Institute. And let's see, 1963, they were also... uh, Please Please Me single was number one. says here for the first week. I suppose. Could be. Could be, that's correct. Also in 1963, Brian Epstein, their manager, was made the opening director of Northern Songs Limited. That was a sweet deal for the publisher who got half of the songwriter's royalties. For every Beatles song after Please Please Me, the guy was rolling in dough. John used to call him the Suits. Hmm. 1964, the Beatles, with the Beatles, LP in Great Britain, number one. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? They were in the Bahamas doing help shooting in 1965. Recording a Day in the Life in 1967. They had Yellow Submarine LP out on the market. It was in the top 30 for the eighth consecutive week. 1969, it says. And also at Trident Studios in 1969, they recorded I Want You, She's So Heavy. One through 35 takes. Oh, dear. Glenn Johns was the producer of that one. I guess George Martin even probably couldn't hang for 35 takes of one song in a cold hangar or someplace. And this movie that Ringo Starr was in, The Magic Christian, that made its New York, New York premiere in 1970. And that is this day in Beatles history. George Washington's birthday, February 22nd. Let's get a Beatles cut going. This could have been on a jukebox if they still had him in 2002. Sure, the other version was in 
come running, you won't get past my door. Yeah. You got nothing to hide, and everybody knows the truth. Too bad, little girl, cause it's all over for you.
Yowza. This is 95.7 KDRT, low power FM for Davis, California, KDRT.org, worldwide. Coming at you from our international headquarters located here on 5th Street. Yes, indeed. Traffic's light out there. There's a full moon out, too. We're very darn close to it. Beatles history, back a little ways ago, and then I saw her standing there, that's Paul McCartney, live in 2002 while he was on tour. High School Confidential, that's Jerry Lee Lewis, who was doing that. Early days, Jerry. Hey Little Girl, that's the eight-track band recorded down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And what did I say? That's Bobby Darren. I know to pick that out. I think that's a later effort of his. He's been around a while. And I think, since we're highlighting jukeboxes, might be a good idea to give you... This information. In 1928, a man by the name of Justice P. Seberg, he manufactured player pianos, but he combined an electrostatic speaker with a coin-operated record player, gave the listener a choice of eight records. This is the first mention I've heard where they didn't have to listen to it through a listening tube or some kind of early form of headsets that this actually was a loudspeaker you could listen to or more than one person could listen to. Now, the audiophone machine, as it was called, was (laughs) bulky. It had eight separate turntables mounted on a rotating Ferris wheel-like device. Okay. And allowed the patron to select from eight different records. We do take automation and miniaturization so for granted. But a hundred and some years ago, they had to make these big gears and parts and stuff. Cables, everything. Even electricity was new. All right. The uh, later version of that kind of jukebox called the Selectophone had 10 turntables mounted vertically on a spindle. And you could maneuver the tone arm up and down, and the customer could select from 10 different records. Increased demand for coin-operated phonographs resulted in the improvement of electrical recording and amplification.
your top. Too late this time. I gotta get what's mine. Put down on it, then everything will be
takes two to tango true so true started out that set with extemporaneous boogie so if you're listening to a jukebox in the 1940s you might have heard Camille Howard with extemporaneous boogie it was a song recorded at the end of December in 1947 and it was one of her biggies. It was in the top ten in the R&B charts. Followed up with, put a lid on it, <laughs> squirrel nut zippers. And then It's a Hit, that's Camille Howard in a vocal song. Also, it was a big hit. And also from 1947, and then It Takes Two to Tango, Pearl Bailey. So, this is KDRT and live tracks of Davis. 
I'm talking about jukeboxes tonight while I do this, that, and the other thing. The term jukebox came into use in the United States about 1940. Apparently, it's derived from the usage juke joint, which is derived from the word juke, meaning disorderly, rowdy, or wicked. Hmm. These jukeboxes had counters in them that would tell the jukebox owner how many times each record had been played didn't distinguish between A and B sides. But as a result, popular records would remain in the jukebox while the lesser played songs would be replaced with newer discs. Now, wall boxes in the late 1940s came along. They were part of a lot of jukebox installations. They served as a remote control and they enabled patrons to select tunes from their table or booth. For instance, the Seaberg 3W1 introduced in 1949 was one of those that had the wall boxes. Stereo sound became popular in the early 60s, and wall boxes of that era had built-in speakers to provide patrons with the best in sound. And I do recall a diner in Albuquerque uh, along Central Avenue that had the individual jukebox controls and a little speaker right there at your table. They also had toasters. So they'd bring you, if you get eggs or breakfast or whatever, um, if you wanted toast, they'd bring you the bread and you could toast it right there at the table, which I thought was a great idea. So jukebox, wall boxes, and, and toasters. So we were geared up. I believe it was eventually just turned into another bar on Central Avenue. It's all right. It happens. I'm going to leave it there on jukeboxes. People in the back row sometimes would want to hear something a little bit slower and quieter. So I'm going to accommodate those who want to kind of step back a little bit. And also I'm going to accommodate taking a break. <coughs> Pardon me, from three-minute songs. So I think I'll put this on here. It's my, my one long one for the evening. It's a medley. And it's from The Sometimers with Joe Craven, I believe. On this one, he's doing vocals and possibly fiddle. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Here we go. It's KDRT in Davis, California. There's a train coming. Leave your baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesels hum. Don't need no ticket. You just sing to this chord. Oh, oh, oh. 
animals I love the most Let me hear you say, people get ready There's a train coming Leave your baggage, you just get on board All you need is faith To the diesel's humming Don't need no ticket, you just sing I'm working on a building. 
was The Bottom Dwellers with the song One Thing, a song they wrote. And before that, People Get Ready, a medley there. Nice message from Joe Craven on vocals and the Sometimers. And this is KDRT and live tracks here in Davis, California, bringing you all you need to know about jukeboxes. And some music also. Before I get back to more jukeboxing, we all hear a lot about AI these days, chat GPT. I can't even keep up with the synonyms, antonyms, the whatever they are, there's those letter things. Well, if it makes you just cringe a little bit, the Center for Cognitive Liberty and Ethics works to protect freedom of thought by monitoring developments in neurotechnology, psychopharmacology, cognitive sciences, and the law. Uh, to learn more or offer your support, visit CognitiveLiberty.org. been talking a lot about jukeboxes tonight. It's making me think. I'm looking out the window, and I can see a dim reflection off the side of a building. Oh, about probably 300 yards away or so. It kind of reminds me of a drive-in movie theater screen, the way they'd look from a distance. It'd be this thing that was lit up, this square, rectangular thing that would be lit up, and everything around it would be black. And if you saw it from a distance, you could vaguely make out that there were images up on the screen. But um, I'm kind of hankering for jukeboxes and drive-in movie theaters and uh, 
Convertibles, yes, indeed, convertible sedans. Well, I've taken us pretty much through some of the developments of jukeboxes up to the point where you've now got built-in speakers providing the best in sound. We've moved from recorded music on wax cylinders through the shellac 78 RPM records into 45 RPM records. And in the last part of the 20th century, they started to actually use 33 and a third records that looked like 45s. You could get more songs on them, longer songs. Jukeboxes were most popular from the 1940s through the mid-1960s, but especially during the 1950s. By the middle of the 1940s, three-quarters of the records produced in America went into jukeboxes. And classical music, opera, and swing music also were found on jukeboxes. The styling progressed from plain wooden boxes in the early 30s to beautiful light shows with marbleized plastic color animation, such as the Wurlitzer 850 Peacock of 1941. They had gaudy plastic, frosted glass, jeweled mirrors, and chrome ornaments. And many of the Art Deco creations were self-contained light shows with polarized revolving discs, bubble tubes, and flashing pilasters. During those golden years from 37 to 49, Wurlitzer's Paul Fuller, considered by many to be the Leonardo da Vinci of jukebox design, created 13 full-size machines, five table models, numerous speakers, his model 1015, referred to as the 1015 Bubbler, considered a pop culture icon, offered 24 selections. More than 56,000 of those machines were sold in less than two years. The night was clear and the moon was yellow. And the leaves came tumbling down. I was standing on the corner when I heard my bulldog bark. He was barking at the two men who were gambling in the dark. It was Staggerly and Billy, two men who gambled late. Staggerly threw seven, Billy swore that. Staggerly, it went home, don't got his 44. He said, I'm going to the bar room, pay that debt I owe. Oh, yeah. 
Mr. Cross was in the door. He said, I don't know about a move, and he pulled it 44. Staggerly, cry Billy, oh, please don't take my life. I've got three little children and a very sickly wife. So bad. The bullet went through Billy and broke the bartender's Shadow crossed my bedpost early in the morning. It took me like a prisoner fighting in a war. I turned to my wife, about my angel. Heaven's in your arms. We're in the hands of the Lord. Rockabilly music. Ain't nothing to it It's just a hot up country song Casey Jones rolling into Jackson, Tennessee Where I call home A rich man's a pauper In the first bank of heaven I knock on wood for five years Under the sword But you keep on picking Rocking for a living, and heaven's in your arms, and I'm in the hands of the Lord. Rockabilly music, ain't nothing to it, it's just a hopped up country song. Rhythm from the delta of the muddy Mississippi in my bones. I got a new pal, Wayne Kipps. Cost me $200. A fresh set of strings on my Fender guitar. I'm looking at a sunrise in a cloudless sky. 
golden age of jukebox design. <clears throat> Ended when Fuller, the designer of all of these wonderful jukeboxes in the 30s and 40s, suffered a heart attack in 1944 and died the next year. 
By then, a new generation of larger jukeboxes had appeared. Distributors relegated the classic machines from the golden years to the junk heap. Today, there's not much use for jukeboxes. Some remain in bars, but they've all but disappeared from their more lucrative locations. Restaurants, diners, military barracks, video arcades, and laundromats. However, the sound from one of those old machines was fabulous, and nothing beats hearing an old 78 on a machine created just to play it. You heard Stagger Lee, Delbert McClinton, followed by Rockabilly Music, Carl Perkins, and You Made Me Feel It, Bonanza King. And this is Live Tracks on KDRT in Davis, California. I have just a little bit of time left. Those of us that had a chance to experience jukeboxes in all of their prime, close your eyes for a moment and let this song grab you. on the guitar.
I put some potatoes in to bake. Picked up a couple of real nice steaks. I'm chilling her favorite Chilean wine. Everything was right on time. But she won't be coming home tonight. They cancel the flight. Now you can imagine my disappointment at hearing that. Looks like dinner's just gonna be me and a cat. This has happened to me just too many times. I feel like I'm paying for somebody else's cry. So as I sip the wine and wine, I got to low down, snowbound Connecticut blues. The part I love to hate the most is getting more of something I can't use. having a less than stellar evening <laughs> Connecticut Blues Delbert McClinton and then before that The Cups Dream This is KDRT and Live Tracks been dreaming about jukeboxes tonight those big bubbling noisy devices that glowed and looked cool and played music you get it in a crowded room of people i remember there was a favorite pub of mine across the street from the university of new mexico they had a jukebox for a while and you just never quite knew what somebody was going to do and they might get in a mood and Maybe somebody go ahead and throw in about six or eight quarters and just dominate the jukebox for another half an hour. Thing was, though, with the jukeboxes, that somehow they used uh, some kind of an order system. I don't know what it was. Never could figure it out exactly. But just because you put in a whole bunch of coins in a row, and if there was another song or two that somebody else had selected that hadn't played yet, you're string of songs might be interrupted by something that came along. So it was kind of fun. It was definitely kind of fun. And uh, I do know that one of the restaurants in town over on B Street 
where you can go ahead and get yourself completely overwhelmed with food. It's great. Um, they have a jukebox in there. Don't know how much people use it, but it looks cool. So this has been Live Tracks on KDRT in Davis, California. And I'm going to go out of here with one more song from Los Straight Jackets. This is kind of a different number for them. And I think it'll be a good way to round out this two hours of music. Hope everybody out there is feeling fine. And uh, is happy, you know having fun, doing things, get out, get some exercise, and um, maybe forget just a little bit about the fact that (laughs) there's so many things going on in the world that we have very little control over, and we hear about them all the time, relentlessly, and um, I think that can be a little overwhelming psychologically, so um, stay tuned to live tracks throughout the week, and We'll take care of a lot of that. My name is Jim, and wishing you all the best of the rest of the evening and the week and maybe the rest of your life, too. Peace. Thank you.